Igor. Hey, Igor, I think you cheese on at one point if you if you sit long enough and don't fluff up your ego and so on and so forth. So is there a possibility you sit and sit and sit and you're actually fluffing up and fluffing up and fluffing up and let's say conceptually just going the other way? Yeah, that's why you need is a... Is that possible? It's possible, but that's why you need a, the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. It's just an ideal because it catches you and all three. The concepts can catch you, the teaching person can catch you, and uh, the Sangha, or the, the learning people can catch, can, can help you in that way. They might not even know it. They might, they might not be actively teaching you, but being with somebody and looking at the way you understand it and seeing the contrast between the way this person is understanding and practices and the way you uh, are doing this, uh, it's just helpful to do that. You, you're more apt to uh, have a deeper understanding of your own neurosis, self-centeredness by watching the way someone else is handling theirs. Have you noticed that you can always see the, the craziness of somebody else, but it's really hard to see your own craziness? But that person's craziness that you are seeing is well aware of your insanity, even though they may have not may not be so so skilled with working with their own situation. They're probably pretty aware of you, the way you're fluffed up or puffed up. Other questions? Yes, Kim. Is there repetition in the constant state of being found, of not being found? I think there could there, there could be kind of a, fl a flashing on that or, or that area of coming into awareness where you see that there there isn't a, there isn't anything extra, but it may not show up as a concept, it, 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 depending on the particular way. You know, I, I'm not going to go into Buddha families and different styles and so on necessarily, but it, a lot depends depend on how you receive information, how you are understanding right now as a as a self-centered or narcissistic person, how you're receiving that. To some people, it might be more spacious. To some people, it might be more structural or conceptual. So that, I hesitate to get too much into you know into how you should learn this. That's why the way I do this in this environment is presented in as many ways as possible, as many different teachings as possible. Yeah. When we're sitting, are we bumped in and out of that? The way you're asking the question, I would say yes. Someone else asked you that question and did it like this <laughs> or like that, I probably would say no. Does it look like I'm trying to be cute? You are cute. <laughs> Next question. So you can't maintain what's constant. <laughs> Whoa! That's... You can't. You can't. You can't slow down. What's still? Can't, yeah, can't buff up what's big. Yeah, I, I like that. Yes. What? How would you contrast the imaginary nature and the dependent nature? So the imaginary nature, as actually is dependent, but uh, but as long as there's some imputation, some person, so-called, that's there, then then there there becomes a separation or kind of a a political 
I know, some kind of political thing happening there about what should be, what shouldn't be. So even the even the, the imaginary nature still has to come from somewhere, and it's coming from uh, dependent origination. It's just uh, it's more uh, more uh, under the under the uh, the aegis of the self-centeredness. It's pushing or pulling. Excuse me. Is the dependent nature contrasted to the perfected nature? Say that again. Is the dependent nature contrasted to the perfected nature? <clears throat> uh, 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 until there's understanding, until there's realization of what it is. Is there a way to say what it is, or probably not? First, looking at the three natures, it seems like the imaginary is something that covers up the dependent nature. But if it's also the dependent nature, how can it cover itself up? Well, we only we only see our, our opinions or ideas of our you know our imaginary. Well, that's I don't like that. Well, that shouldn't be happening. You know, those kind of being kind of crude about it, but it's that kind of a. Well, what do you think they're doing? What you know? What gives them a right? Or, or I have to get control of this, or all of that additions that we put on it about our idea, our just our ideas we have about it. So that's uh, the dependent is there. We see the sun comes up, the the tree falls down, makes a noise. Um, we put the tree back up again. We get no thanks. Isn't that a, doesn't that help? Ask a question again. Paraphrase yourself. May ask it a different way. Ask the same thing, a totally different way. Is the only difference between the imaginary nature and the dependent nature of belief in one of them? What do you think? What do you believe? Do you disbelieve that? Do you have a position on that at all before you ask the question? Seemed like you did. I'm tempted to agree with you. But then I want to help you, so if I agree with you, that might not be helping you. So it might be better to, more helpful to you to disagree with you. What do you think? Yeah. That's what wisdom looks like, confusion. That's why ego doesn't want to go there. Ego wants to get away from the confusion into some kind of idea of being clear, being okay, being enlightened, being in the know. What do you mean when you say uh, wisdom looks like confusion? Well, they're not two different things. Clarity and, and uh, cloudiness are not... Not two different things. They look different. Is not being found different from confusion? I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> what do you think? I need help. How, how would 
when you use the word confusion, particularly particularly in the context of um, it not being different from wisdom, what are you talking about as confusion? What we throw up in order to protect ourselves from the threat of our demise or, or uh, the threat of who we think we think we're uh, threatened. We think we're we need to do something. We need to we need to protect ourselves. We need to have an idea. We need to have a philosophy. We need to know what to do next. We need to figure this out. We need to be enlightened. I'm just wondering. It sounds like you're talking about um, confusion as like a fundamental misunderstanding not just the type of like, mundane confusion. If I'm reading the instructions on something, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's different than that. Easier questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> Is the conditioned mind part of the imaginary as well? The conditioned mind? The, yeah, the conditioned mind from birth, your... I guess culture, everything that's kind of revolved around trained to the identity, think. so I kind of answered that question. Yeah. Yeah, you did. It's pretty good. Yes. Along the line of Chazon's questioning, what is the difference between confusion and illusion? So the illusion would be uh, not seeing things clearly, but maybe thinking that we're clear, and but being um, just adding to the imaginary nature, trying to find out what's wrong, figure out what's wrong, or the illusion, uh, it's illusory, not being able to find a reference point there, but still there, like a dream. And confusion might be more the active kind of spinning around and trying to get our bearings and not being able to find out which which uh, reference point is going to work and maybe that'll work maybe this will work I'll try that speculation about the, the illusion whereas the illusion might be the illusion could be you're just it's just an illusion and you're not doing much with it go ahead so you say often the Buddha didn't see enlightenment the Buddha saw confusion you don't use the word illusion you use the word confusion and delusion the the because because of uh, it's not separate because the, the, the separation is something that we invent or make up or impute not that there aren't set things that are separated but the fundamental situation is not separate so the Buddha just my way of talking about it if he were here he might say not exactly not exactly you're missing the point he might say that to me I don't know but the way it looks to me like uh, he, his awakening was to see delusion. He awoke to the delusion. He didn't awake to awakening. That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be like a pie eating a pie. That can't happen. We eat pies. Pies don't eat pies. Have you ever seen a pie eating a pie? So the Buddha couldn't awake to awakening, so he must have awoken to something. Is awoken a word? Woke? It sounds 
wrong. But I'm going to go with it. <laughs> so, um, so he what he awoke to is the incre- he, he the thing that that is so amazing is he awoke to it completely, not just he didn't awake to some confusion or some delusion or some this part. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a local. I mean, it was it was uh, fast and unending. He he saw the entire thing. That's why he's the Tathagata. That's why he's uh, the Buddha. Because he, as a living being, understood or realized his true nature, which was, it's amazing that his body didn't blow up or didn't disappear. Maybe it did. Temporarily. More? So on that, using that word, you said delusion, and that said a lot. Is delusion the same as illusion? I guess you could, you know, I'd have to go in the dictionary myself and say, D and I, illusion. Illusion is something as illusory. It's like it's uh, hard to locate what it is, but delusion is, sounds more like some kind of some kind of state of being deluded, some kind of operative state of just being deluded. Where uh, I don't know of anything that's illuded. Do you? You're eluded, <laughs> Joseph. I've noticed that sometimes I use uh, Buddhist concepts to justify my decisions. For instance, uh, there's nothing to do, so I don't need to do the dishes. Yeah, that's called uh, the, that's called the imaginary nature. Okay. So, what is the relationship between nothing to do and save all beings? Nothing to do is a is a, a way that Coben taught the way he came back into conceptual dynamics and and used that uh, uh, to teach, but he didn't necessarily not do anything. He taught so he could help you understand what that would feel like, how so you could bring your imagination into nothing to do, nothing to do, the very thing that you've been maybe fighting with, uh, uh, falling apart, falling apart. The the mind, the concept, the construct of me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas, my hopes, my fears, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. When that starts to happen for most people, they they go into therapy or they button it all together or they take drugs or they find or they jog more or they try to keep their what keep their shit together as they say whereas someone on the spiritual path out of the the inspiration of the teachings the inspiration of the buddha possibly of the teacher of the sangha of the 30 verses or or of uh, the, the three natures which is what we're talking about they they just you could say go with it and they just let it let it collapse let it go apart let it fall apart as it says in uh uh, what is it? Uh, the one line out of the Course in Miracles that I like is, "What is real is not threatened." What is what is re- what is important? You can't threaten it. So you can't. I mean, your body's going to go. You may suffer a lot of pain. You have nerve nerve endings, but who you actually are. What what is fundamentally real? If there is such a thing, and this is what uh, this is what the third turning teachings are pointing at, as far as I can see, is. Uh, that there is a, I don't want to go into, into it too far because I think it has to be a personal, you, you have to see it. It's not something you believe in. We don't believe in Buddha nature. I sometimes say I don't believe in Buddhism. Otherwise, it wouldn't be, if you believe in Buddhism, you're not practicing Buddhism. Buddha Dharma without credentials, like we were talking earlier. Buddha Dharma, awakened. Buddha Dharma means awakened truth. It doesn't mean some guy at 2,500 years ago. It means awakened truth. Truth that is that is seen through the awakening 
uh, awakened truth. It doesn't need any support. It doesn't need a credential. You don't get any gold star, no badge, no. Um, you could be awake. Uh, you could awaken now. You could you could be awakened now, and no one would ever know it. And you'd never have be moved particularly to tell anybody about it. If you were, probably not awake. If you think you need to get proof from other people. This has just been kicking around. So if, if something is true, uh, it, it doesn't need my confirmation. Would you please agree with that? Um, <laughs> let me think. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I'd agree. Of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a wrong answer. <laughs> that's like a slap in the face. Yeah, I'll agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Bosker um, from Houston is asking if you can recommend some reading matter that best deals with the Tris Vibhava Nirdesa. So Samdhina Machana Sutra, there's three different translations. There's probably more, but the only other one I know of is in French. Uh, and I can't remember the fellow's name who wrote that. But there's the one by uh, Thomas Cleary uh, called Buddhist Yoga. There's the one by Keenan that's, uh, you know the name? The Explication of the Underlying Meaning. Explica explication of the Underlying Meaning, which is a translation of Samdhina Machana Sutra. And then uh, there's the one by John Powers, uh, which is uh, translated out of the Tibetan. Uh, and that one is uh, a Buddha. It's a Buddhist wisdom. Buddhist wisdom is a red book. It says a Buddha, Buddha nature, Buddhist wisdom. But John Powers will get you the book. And then that's just that. Then uh, the Lankavatara Sutra translated by uh, Red Pine. And then there's a 1930s translation by... Um, uh, uh Tetero Suzuki, which is a little bit more scholarly. The one, that, the really great one, uh, uh, the Lankavatara Sutra, translated by Red Pine, is really, I think what I like about it is that here's the, the text and here's his, his notes are right next to it, so you can, you don't have to go to the back and read a note, and he, it's full of notes. I think we've studied that as a group here, what, four times? Three times? So anyway, it's uh, uh, and then um, where else is it? It's in other places. Is anybody coming up with anything? Robert, do you know? Tree Svabhava Nirdesa, that's hard to say. The, the SV is hard to say unless you're, unless you're Bosker. It's easier for him. And then, of course, uh, you, the, the 30 verses, which, which he has memorized in Sanskrit. So we need to do that next. <laughs> Memorize it in Sanskrit. Further questions? Okay, thank you. <laughs>